I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. I saw today that Vauxhall, not the most interesting of car manufacturers, you might say, but Vauxhall (laughs) are selling off a load of cars from their heritage collection. Great. Yeah, I knew you'd. I knew you'd be excited. I know you're going to want to go to the auction. I, I mm. just, I know um, you're going to be head of the queue there for the Nova Merit. And they the, couldn't uh, even muster a, a GSI or a GT or something like that. No, no, no. It's a Merit uh, in white, uh, three door. Um, it's it's apparently absolutely mint, but uh, why it, that, that it's steel wheels? Um, it's it's got it all. And yeah. from the picture, the driver's door doesn't quite fit properly, so very authentic. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's looking good. And th- some of them are a little bit uh, more classic than that. There's a 1966 Viva in there, um, which apparently um, they they say that they are trying to create the whole my dad had one of those vibe. Mm. Mm. Struggling a little bit there. Um, there's some older stuff. There's some. There's a, a 1929 R-Type. That's a bit um, slightly more uh, interesting, I suppose. Yeah, I'll and give then, them that. Uh, into the uh, uh, the General Motors era um, a bit later on. There is a uh, there is an Amiga, quite like the Amiga. Is it? Is it the V6 at least? Well, it doesn't say. Um, unfortunately, it is gold which is perhaps not the best colour you could choose. But mm, um, Mind you, it's proper, a proper dull colour. It's uh, very fitting for a bit of plain clothes pleats back in the 90s. That's true. They did use a lot of those, didn't they? Mm. Yes, they used a lot of those. This one's got alloys on it, though, so probably not police. They wouldn't have gone for that. <laughs> well, police spec would have been top engine spec, wouldn't it? But not, you know, not trim wise it would have been it would have been steel wheels and and velour interior and you know it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been the one you'd want would it really maybe it was the chief inspector's car ah could be well no that would have been a jag well that's true wouldn't it yeah yeah or later on a lexus because obviously you'd have been in the masons so ah yeah a bit of handshaking under the knee yeah very good all of that yeah all of that lexus were big for that there is, uh, true. <laughs> there is true. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Um, there is a, there is a van in the lineup, which is um, interesting. Um, is well, it? I say I say interesting. The only interesting thing about it, and again, I use the term loosely, is that it was the last one built. Um, it was the very last Vivaro that they ever built. Last one off the line. Okay. Um, They've they've got that, and they've given it the registration number LA fifty five O N E, which I thought was quite yeah. Cute. There's a Frontera in there, but mostly it's a sea of sea of dreariness. I'm afraid. Oh, that is a shame. There's I mean, there's nothing there that makes you go, oh yeah, it's a bit of me. No, is it- there's no there's no Carltons or anything like that. No senators, not even a Cavalier SRI that you might. You know, yeah. At least one of the hot ones would be lovely, wouldn't it? No, nothing like that. I'm just skimming the article now. I found it. Yeah, it's not. 
it's not great and apparently they're doing it because they're moving location and they won't have the space for them all at the new place or could it be that they just need to clear out some of the dreary old claptrap that they can't be bothered to store anymore? It's a sea of dull. I'm, I'm, I'm it really skimming. Is. It really is. Um, oh, I, again, I can't get too excited, but uh, there, there's a tigra there. There is a tigra there in quite an interesting colour. It's a, it's a kind of bright metallic green. Um, Not a bad colour, but... It is still a Corsa, really. It's it? still a Corsa with a slightly bent body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do struggle to get excited about Vauxhalls. I know there's lots of people that love them and, and you know, really follow them, but I know. There are more interesting ones than than what are on offer here, to be honest. It, yeah, this is true. Yes, this particular collection contains very little. But then I guess if there was anything really interesting, they're not going to be selling it, are they? So mm, that's the problem. I hope they're not sort of pinning too much hopes on uh, raising a lot of cash. Yeah, there's not a lot there that's going to fetch much, is there? No, some of these really old ones, maybe. I don't really know enough about them. I don't. Um, I mean, the 1929 R type, I've never even heard of. No, no. I mean, it. Yes, it looks like an old car, and but I don't He's, know. Any yeah. value in it? Or it was really it any no good? Idea. I have no idea. No, I'm tempted even to pop that into eBay and see if there is one. I bet there isn't. <laughs> I bet there isn't. I mean, why would you? Well, you wouldn't. Uh, no, you just wouldn't, would you? Um, no, there isn't. <laughs> There's some bits, but not a whole one. Okay, I'm afraid no. Be interesting well, to see when this kicks off. Then it says April twenty seventh is the actual auction. So yeah, we'll have to see what goes for what. But um, oh, and there are no reserves apparently, so they will actually sell for what they're worth. So. Oh well, that's they're being realistic then. Yeah, that's that's hmm. good. Yeah, it's a bit of a the Amiga's all right. I, I don't mind the Amiga, but it, and I've just skimmed. It is the V six. It is the V six. Well, you hmm. see, that'd be that'd be all right. That'd yeah, be right. um, they're quite solid. But yeah, the rest of it, no, I don't think so. No, no, that can all just, no, not for me. Now, Mitsubishi are doing the same thing. They're selling off loads of cars from their heritage collection because they're, of course, pulling out of the UK market. Um, yeah, so I saw this. This, yeah. this is more interesting. There are some desirable vehicles in that lot. Yes, that's got a bit more going for it, hasn't it? Yes. Mm. Yes, let's have a quick skim of that because yes. in this one, then we could have a nice little game here of which one would you have. That's true. Yeah, we we can't play that game with the Vauxhall collection. No, that's no. You could just get to the end of it. No, you're right, Tom. Yeah, I'll just I'll leave it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but the Mitsubishi one, yes, there, there's a bit more going on there. There's um yes, I'm just looking at it now. There's a I've, first thing I've spotted is a Starion. Oh, I see. It's a strong start. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. That's very nice. I, I like that very much indeed. Well, it's pure 80s, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And well, this, this one is really nice styling. Red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chunky. Mm. Chunky. You, you get the impression that could take a few knocks and it'd be all right. Yeah, you're in safe hands. Yeah, solid. I mean, the the earlier stuff, it was always quite heavily 
American influenced, wasn't it? Like a lot of Japanese cars, they were very influenced by the American styling, but smaller. They were like sort of smaller versions, if you like, of some of, of the American cars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. They were they were heavily influenced by American cars of the nineteen seventies. You know, twin headlights and flared wheel arches and all that kind of stuff. They look like American muscle cars. They do indeed. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's a lovely thing. We've got got some shoguns there, is that? That's... Looks like it. Yes, it looks like there's a yeah, and it yeah, right on the yeah, it looks like there's a, a fully kitted out L two hundred there, but like with winch on the front and huge tires and it's it's jacked right up in the air. Okay. Um, yeah, that looks lovely. Oh looks heavy duty. Oh, you know what else is there? Is that a fib? I have. There's an Outlander there, yeah. Terrific. Or the Taxlander, as it's called, oh. yeah. Um, uh, why is that in the bloody collection? That is a bit strange, isn't it? Take it um, away. Nobody who's bought one of those is the slightest bit interested in any environmental benefits because it doesn't have many. It's just it's just dull, isn't it, really? Dreadful. <laughs> and you, then we move on, there's a... Um, 3000 GT, is it? Oh, it looks like it, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, it looks like it. And we have several Evos through several the generations. Evos. Yeah, several, we've got several Evos. Got um, 10 and 8 and a 6 there. You could well be right. Yeah, you could well be right. That's nice. Now, there's a couple of older ones there that I don't recognize. I'm guessing they're Colts. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've early. I found them. Yeah. They're going to be early. Yeah, they're going to be either early Colts or Galants. Yeah, I think you're right there. Well, I think you're right in both senses because I think one is that one was badge Colt Lancer and one was badge Colt Galant. That's right. I've just found it on the list actually. It's a 1974 Colt Lancer. Nice. Yeah, they do look really good actually. That's a tasty collection. Actually, mm. with the exception of the Outlander, that's that's you'd, you'd be interested in pretty much any one of those. You would. However, I'm going to make you pick one. <laughs> well, that's easy. It'd be the Starion. Oh, It'd absolutely, right. so, be the Starion. No ifs, buts, and ums. No, no mess in there. It'd be the Starion. Lovely. Absolutely. The Evos would be fun on an occasion but i think over time i would get fed up with them because they're always kind of on it if you know what i mean they're always <laughs> unless you drive those on the ragged edge all the time mm. you're not really you're not really getting the best out of them whereas the the starion i think would be more enjoyable more of the time it's an all-round vehicle that one yeah i think so i you could even you could daily that Oh yeah, easily I'd say yeah. Mm. It's it's not too old that it's going to become a, a, an irritation. It's not a complicated vehicle. It's not a three thousand GT because they are renowned for being complicated little buggies. Yeah, that would be horrific to, mm. to daily. Rust would be your biggest problem to watch with a with a Starion. To be honest, it'd be the bodywork, not the mechanicals. Um, mm. That'd go on forever, but the bodywork would fall to pieces around you. That's the problem. Yeah, I want to keep an eye out for the salted roads in that one. Yes, you'd have to be careful. But no, no doubt in my mind there, that's what I'd go for. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have the Starion out of that collection. Excellent choice. 
Mm. And yourself. See, I'd I'd have to go down the rallying route, and it'd be that. Without question, it would be the Evo 6 Tommy Mackinnon edition they've got there. Ah, very good. Yes, very good. Well, you're more of a motorsport kind of guy than I am. Uh, Mm, Yeah, I I get what you say about it being on all the time, but I... I think uh, it would be fine, you know, as what it is as a toy, but I think um, to daily, you would struggle. But I do accept uh, very, very good at what it is intended to do. Mm, I get the feeling, though, I would probably end up at some point in a hedge on fire. Oh, absolutely. No question. Yeah, backwards through a hedge, upside down, on fire. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's probably how it would end. Yeah, Yeah, and dying (laughs) words would have been, watch this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. Watch Mm. this. Mm. Backwards through a hedge, on fire. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Oil everywhere. Yes. Mm. And I'd, I'd just pull up in Mystarian and say, well, you know. Chose the wrong this. car. I knew this. Yes, I told you. I told you. That's really helpful. Thank you for <laughs> and that. And then my front wing would fall off and I'd, I'd drive home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking the other day about uh, cars that we uh, wished we'd owned um, and never did. Well... I had a friend who did actually manage to um, get the dream car um, mm. at quite a young age. He he did the sensible thing and bought the sports car before family. Whereas, right. Yeah, yeah. Way to yeah do most it. of us most of us can't afford it at that age, and mm. then have family, and then are too knackered to <laughs> fit in it yeah, later yeah. in life. But he managed it, and uh, he was a huge. Petrolhead. We've since lost touch in in recent years due to you know divorce and things. That you divorced him. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, not my divorce. <laughs> anyway, no, not not telling that story. Um, he uh, he he was big petrolhead, and he had you know some quite interesting um, cars. He had a Renault Eleven. Oh, um, yeah. And a Citroen, a Citroen ZX, which was weirdly rust resistant, mm. it was very strange. It got bashed one day, and it had a scrape on the bonnet um, right down to the metal. And he never did anything about it. And it was like a year later, and it hadn't rusted. It was as oh. shiny as the day it was done. It was bizarre that car. It, it had weird, weird rust resistant properties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That um, uh, eventually went, and he, you know, sort of traded up a bit, and mm. uh, he managed to get himself a TVR Chimera. Oh, a 1998 uh, Chimera in silver with the four-liter Rover V8, because TVR used a number of different engines. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. His, his had the Rover V8. Now that was quite a thing. That just to came- make sure I get my models right chimera that was the is that the convertible one yes it was uh, yep. it was convertible indeed silver with a black leather interior um yes. he had very nice looking thing lovely cars made an unbelievable noise um oh dirty i bet wasn't it oh absolutely filthy yeah oh. absolutely quite a wet noise you know what i mean <laughs> 
quite a sloppy. Yes. No. (sighs) Yes. If it wasn't coming out the back of a a TVR, you might advise someone to go and see a doctor. (laughs) Oh dear. Yes. That sort of noise. Anyway, his uh, uh, wife of the time, who was not uh, a petrol head in any way, shape, or form, but she wanted to drive this thing, and Mm. she at the time her car was a, a metro. The TVR was not really what she was used to. No. Um, and he let her drive it on a, a stretch of road that was um, that has the intermittent overtaking lanes. So, oh, for God's sake! You get the yeah, you get the overtaking lane that disappears again at the top of the hill, and then you're just you know two lanes again, and then you get the you know the middle third lane. Uh, Very dangerous way to design a road, but there's a lot of there are. Anyway, he let her drive the TVR on this particular stretch of road. But unfortunately she drove it the way she drove her Metro. So on the straight bits where people couldn't overtake, she was pootling along at, you know, 35, 40 miles an hour, everybody trying to get round and couldn't, and, you know, <laughs> she then come to the hill where the overtaking section is. And like she had to do in her Metro, she'd plant her foot. And this thing would just, disappear <laughs> over the horizon giving nobody any chance to get past her at the point that they could and then she'd slow down again and they'd all catch her up and there she is at 35 miles an hour oh, again and this went on for miles and miles oh, i and bet miles. she was popular <laughs> absolutely oh wow yeah it was not good that car unfortunately met a very unfortunate end it got absolutely smashed to pieces in the french alps oh Um, that's not to say it was involved in a horrific accident and there was nobody hurt or anything like that but somebody just ran into the back of them and of course it's it's fiberglass it's fiberglass on a tubular chassis isn't it yeah and it literally just disintegrated Mm. um there was just bits of it everywhere it Mm. just literally fell apart um and that was the end of it and he never had he replaced it with a saab so, it's a bit it's a bit different, isn't it? A Saab 95 estate, I seem to remember. Um I mean, oh. but he'd kind of ticked the box with the savage sports car and he sort of got to the point, oh all I really want now is a comfy chair. <laughs> so <laughs> Saab it was. Well, I can't knock him for that. No, no, it's no, a fair point. No, that's that's why I like my car. There you go, much yeah. the same. Yeah, much the same. Now there was a you, you mentioned your car. As being your favourite um, a little while ago, but you never said what it is. And even I, even though I've seen it loads of times, I'm not actually sure what model it is. Oh, that's true because it, it is D band naturally. Oh well, there so, we are. That's probably uh, why I yeah, that's it then. Yeah, yeah that's it. It's, well, it was originally a. It was owned by someone at Volvo when it came off the line. Oh, okay. Many many moons ago, in yeah, two thousand and five, yeah, um, good uh, year for it, cars, two thousand five. Oh, so good. And it was, uh, yeah, it's a a, a V seventy D five. Okay, that's so, good. Our, our listener might have been interested. That was all. Right. Yeah, it, no, it's yeah. a valid point. There's yeah. me assuming that everyone knows which Volvo I've got. Yes, there is more than one. Yeah, <laughs> no, there we go. No, there's my my one's the best one. You see, yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's the only way to travel. <laughs> yes. Oh, it is. 
I, I, I whinge about everyone else's car when I on a long on uh, long de- uh, journeys. Sorry, and uh, just adore that thing for that sort of Volvo stuff. Volvo all the way for you, mm. isn't it? Volvo all the way. Are you going to be test- um, tempted to test drive the Polestar? I'd be interested. Obviously, with news this week with Volvo saying. They're going all electric anyway. All electric by 2030, yeah. That's uh, five or six manufacturers now that have pledged that. But, I mean, the only thing that bothers me about that is that having been in a few modern Volvos, they're just not as comfy. They're not as good, yeah. That is a shame. Uh, comfort does seem to have very much been pushed aside in favour of you know, sporty handling, um, mm. whatever that is. Um, no, it's, it's it's weird like that. We have, because having driven a, a, a V90, you go, well, you can change the driving modes in that. You can make it quite soft and mm. just easy going. But that doesn't change the fact that the seat is like sitting on it. doesn't a, make the seat soft. No, that is so often the problem, isn't it? That, yeah. Oh, and that seems to be better. Yeah, it's very strange. And the, the, the gearbox in that is atrocious. Doesn't know what it's doing. Too many gears. Can't bloody pick one. <laughs> and when you need it to change, it can't be asked. You think, oh, what is the point? <laughs> Dear. That doesn't sound very nice. No. Not so good on that front, but there we go. Mm, pity. Not mine. Happy days. Yes, indeed. And you, um, you probably won't have a Volvo next time. So, No, yeah. probably not. Not unless they really ramp up their production of electric ones and make the seats comfortable. Yeah. It's probably not then. Seems <laughs> unlikely, doesn't it, really? Yeah, it's a shame. But, but you know, everything is changing, isn't it, in the car industry? Everything is changing. Nothing's going to be what it was before. Um, mm. Some manufacturers won't exist. Some manufacturers will, but they'll be producing very different products. We are in a, a great time of flux from that point of view. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's... It's exciting, but there's some things where you just think, for the love of God, stop building SUVs. I don't care yeah. what brand you are, just pack it in. Just stop it. Yes, just no. stop it. There is no, they're not better. They're just not. And everybody says, oh, sit up higher. Well, good for you. Put a cushion under your ass. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But the only reason you want to sit up higher is because everyone else is sitting up higher, because everyone's mm. driving an SUV. Oh, no, dear. Estate no, cars all the way. With none being produced that I particularly want to get in. It's yeah. Uh, I mean, the only closest, really, is um, is Porsche's new the Cross Turismo that they've just announced. They're mm. calling it an SUV crossover, but it isn't. It's an estate car. You just have to look at it to see. It's a Taycan estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, the proportions are all there. Lovely. That thing. is tremendous. But... Mm. It's too expensive, and the range isn't good enough because it's not efficient enough. Bugger to charge over here as well. Yes, indeed. The, I mean, yeah, lots of places you can charge it, but not quickly. Um, well, that, that's the yeah, that's the thing. It's the speed that's the issue. I mean, you go, yes. Oh, let's give it a full charge in about an hour. Yes, uh, it'll uh, it'll charge in ten minutes if you can find an eight hundred volt charger, and we don't have any, or not many. No, no, I don't think at last count, I think, was it four? Yeah. In the UK? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, yes, that's the problem with it. It's a lovely thing, but it doesn't go far enough. And on a long journey, it's going to be an enormous pain in the bits. Mm. And it's disappointing. 
Um, but hopefully they will attend to that. Um, Fingers crossed. That would be yeah. nice because it is, I mean, it's a nice looking thing. It is. Really like how it looks. Mm. It's a shame the it's a saloon and not a hatch. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they did that. Maybe to set it aside from the Cross Turismo, uh, which, of course, is a hatch. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's a good... It, it, oh. it differentiates them quite nicely into a, into two classic styles, really. Yeah, saloon and estate. I oh, think that's brilliant. It's a nice really touch. Think. Yeah, it is. Uh, they yeah. deserve to do well with that. They just need to get the range up a bit because the range isn't really good enough to be competitive. Mm. Pretty much okay. everything else in its price bracket can go at least 100 miles further on a charge, and that's quite a lot. Yeah, that's, that's sizable, isn't it? That's... that's a big difference. Yeah, they need to sort that. But it's a lovely-looking thing, and by all accounts, it's brilliant to drive. I would very much like to drive one. Um, as soon as we're able to be out and about in the world, I would mm. like to get on that. Yes, That's, that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's... That's why it's going to sell, because you'd rather have that. I mean, of all the sort of premium ones that are kicking about, I mean, like for instance, the Audi. Now, nah, right? Um, oh, the new um, e-tron GT. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with that. I, I mean, I, I struggle with Audi in general, really. Yes, I do. I'm not a big fan of Audi, with one exception, actually. Yeah. What we we it, again? It harks back to estates. I'd love an RS6 with the V10. Oh, an Avant. Mm. Yeah, they did do some nice estate cars, some nice mm. fast estate cars. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a, well, that was essentially the Gallardo engine, wasn't it? I believe it was actually. So, yeah. Well, they're all the same group, aren't they? Well, that's so, it. Yeah. And you think, yeah, yeah. Well, a big estate car with a Lamborghini engine. Yeah, I'll get on board with that. I could. That could work. Yeah. Yes, that could work. It's kind of surprising that Audi and Porsche are at the moment with the, you know, with Audi with their e-tron range and Porsche now with their Taycan range. They're kind of producing the same car, but they're from the same group. Yeah, but, but I, I suppose, suppose, you know, the branding is very different, isn't it? And a lot of people will buy the Taycan because it's a Porsche. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty in the sense of if I could afford it, that would be the one I'd buy. Yeah, buy. well, that's the other problem with it, of course, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's the price. That's the problem. The Model S yeah. is half the price and will do twice the range and has a dedicated charging network. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> it is a problem, but I still think the badge... Yeah, it will sell. It will sell. It will. It will. And I'm, I'm uh, guilty enough to say that it would make me think twice. I have heard tell of a few disgruntled Porsche owners at charging stops um, <laughs> uh, being somewhat disappointed because I don't think car dealers are giving people particularly good information on charging. And no, I, I bet I they're think, bloody useless. I think they're just telling them, yeah, you charge anywhere with this. Well, yeah, just yeah you can, but. <laughs> No, well, I, I think it's lack of knowledge, isn't it? Yes, it probably is. Yeah, and maybe even lack of training from their yeah. manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, and of course, car dealers, a lot of their business model is very much based on selling, servicing, and warranty. And EVs don't need a lot of servicing. Well, and that's the so, problem these days because car dealers don't 
make a huge amount of money off of new cars. They no, make money hardly off anything. of maintaining cars. Hardly anything. Less than 1% in most mm. cases. It's a tiny amount of money. They make more from selling you a finance deal than they do on the car. Yep, um, that's that's it. And, and a service package. And yeah, an extended you on, warranty. And, you know, all the... That's where the, that's where the money is. Yes. The maintenance. Is. The, that You make it back on the labour there. But EVs don't need a lot of maintenance. That's that buggered. It's going away. Which is why so many manufacturers are now selling their EV offerings directly online. Well, it makes you sense. Can just doesn't order it? it through the website and it'll be delivered to you. Mm. And it completely cuts the dealership out the out the process altogether. Yeah, that business model is has got a problem, I think. Mm, it's a bit yeah, that's a bit unfortunate for the people who are employed in there. Yeah, it is. Absolutely mm. it is. And all the people, all the good people that work in dealerships, but there's going to have to be some sort of shift there in order for that to continue. And I think people will still want to go somewhere and physically look at a car and do a test drive. And, you know, I don't think the the need for a showroom is, is going to go away. Uh, a lot of people won't want to order a car online, especially something as new and different as an EV. No, I think that's interesting because I think you and I would very much like a test drive. But you probably think yeah, a generation ahead, I bet they wouldn't even think twice about going on and clicking buy and having it delivered. No, probably not. I mean, I, I don't know whether the you know the young folk of today, um, <laughs> how interested they are in cars at all for the most part, because they kind of don't need them. I don't know. I think the whole ownership model is going to go away. Um, yeah, it's, it's all part. it's all going to be lease, isn't it? It's... Yeah, or you just call it up when you need it and it will come around yeah. on its own you know you just order it just say i need a car on an app and one will arrive yeah i've got that it's it. uber yes <laughs> yeah that sort of already exists yeah absolutely that's that's existed for a long time it's called minicabs <laughs> yes <laughs> oh look there's a driver oh i never noticed you <laughs> but uh t- times they are a changing they are, and I do, I do worry. I think there's, an, there's more than enough of us petrol heads left around. Like you say, I do yeah. worry that the youth, the uh, youth, might might not be into cars as much as we'd like. I mean, I suppose at least there's there's always going to be motorsport to make yeah. them to make them interested. Yeah, it's always going to be so. that, no matter how so. it's there's, propelled along. There's a lot of electric motorsport getting going now, isn't there? So I don't think that's going to go away. No, I think people. As you say, as long as it will move under its own power, I think people will want to race it. <laughs> yeah, we all love a bit of that, so why, yeah. why not? Don't think that will go away. I think the ownership model is is going to change long term. I think so. And of course, with with so many cars now running on software, you can add and remove features at will. I mean, Tesla are already talking about making Autopilot a subscription service that you can turn on and off. You know, you you rent self-driving when you're going to do a big motorway trip and the rest of the time you turn it off it's a really good idea actually pay for it when you pay for features when you need them and they can be turned on and off in the car remotely that's very clever and that's that's a nice idea that that genuinely is new for the car world yeah i like that idea yeah there was um a couple of years ago when um there was all the terrible um flooding and tornadoes in america Tesla were um, remotely increasing the range of people who bought cars with bought cheaper 
uh, Teslas with restricted range where the batteries were artificially uh, software restricted because mm. um, Tesla have done that a few times. They've sold cars with restricted battery sizes, but in fact, they fitted the big pack battery and they just restrict it in the software. Um, That's they were quite crafty. They were, yes, they were remotely unlocking the additional range in people's cars for free. So they had as much range as possible to get out of the, the danger area. Which I thought oh, that's was good. Yeah, that so, was but, terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They certainly didn't have to. No, they didn't. Um, and then, of course, they'd lock it up again afterwards. But you can, with those cars, you could buy an upgrade, and you know, you pay them a few thousand quid, and they'll unlock the battery for you, and you've got mm. its full capacity. But for a few times, they've done restricted range cars that are cheaper. You buy it with a sixty kilowatt battery, but it is actually fitted with an eighty-five. Okay, um, and they just restrict it. But yeah, they were unlocking cars so people could get out of the the way of the the danger which was um was fair fantastic. play fair yeah. play yeah i like that. can't knock them for that i've been uh, having a bit of a rummage in our garage lately because um, we're, be, we're supposed to be cleaning it out because we got this idea we might convert it into a room but nothing has really happened on a practical front to <laughs> enable that yeah. oh, i can't imagine you've barely touched it have you <laughs> no not really no um, <laughs> no not really there's a lot of crap in there it's gonna mm. take a while but uh having had a, a sort of look in a few boxes and opened a couple of drawers just to you know show willing it occurred to me that i've got a lot of bits for cars that have long since gone and i don't know why i keep this stuff but i sort of do it's sort of like the, oh it might come in handy like yeah, I, that... I do not need the passenger side sun visor from a 2005 ford focus but there it is well you say you don't <laughs> you chuck that away someone will be knocking at your door going god you still got that sun visor yeah for the 2005 focus. yeah yeah be really good if i can have that mm, um, no i know what you mean you do just sort of keep this stuff, and I don't quite know why. I have a frightening number of screws and caps for fixing number plates. I've got all sorts of, like, sort of uh, uh, jacks. I've got a jack um, which has a Mercedes logo on it. I have no idea which car that came from because I've never owned a Mercedes. But I seem to have a Mercedes jack and wheel brace. That's a bit random it is i can't it must have been in a car but i can't remember huh. where it came from i've never owned a mercedes so why do i have an original badged mercedes jack do you reckon that was from a second-hand vehicle and someone had just lobbed it in the boot it must have been yeah mm. it must have been but i can't think what mm. car that would have been but yes it must have come from there i also have the ashtray and the, the sort of full assembly for a uh, jaguar x-type that's so your one came with an ashtray it came yes it came yeah it came with an ashtray which had like a a cover on it that you could flip down because it was an it was it was ashtray lighter and there was like a little storage box that went in the front underneath mm -hmm. the the radio and all the buttons yeah yeah underneath there and it had a door on it you know the sort of fold down mm -hmm. flat and i seem to remember that mine had a really bad scratch on it and i managed to get another one 
but I could only get the whole assembly. I couldn't just get the front piece. Right. Okay. So I think that's why I've got it. Um, that makes more sense because yeah. obviously these days and new new cars like that, you have to spec the uh, smokers pack. Indeed. And, and I, I think... would never have pegged you as buying that car with a smokers pack. No, I think it was standard on the I don't think it was a, I mean I call it a cigarette lighter. I don't think it was. I think it was a charge port, but it you know, we all know. <laughs> it it well, is a cigarette lighter. It's just that, what you stick in it. That's that's <laughs> it, isn't it? Yeah, because like now like my, my Volvo it's never had the, the lighter element. All it has got is a little cap that says twelve volt on it and that's it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly the Tesla has that, the Jag XF had that. And I think the X-Type had that as well. But as I say, it wasn't that that I needed. That was all fine. It was the cover. Just a cover, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get one that wasn't scratched. And they're quite hard to find because they're really easy to scratch. So to find one that isn't scratched. And I think even the replacement I had was still scratched, but it wasn't <laughs> scratched as badly as the one I had. Oh, dear. I Not did a lot design. of things on that car to try and make it a little bit better. Mm. I remember I replaced all the rubber door trim on the outside because it, it's a common X-type fault where it all kind of bubbles up and sort of distorts and gets out of shape. And I ordered a complete set for right round the car, direct from Jaguar, and went round and replaced the whole thing. It replaced all the all the rubber seal window seals. Mm-hmm. And it looked much better after that. I did okay. a lot of little bits to that car just to make it a bit less rough around the edges but i've kept a lot of them and again i think i still have the original rubber doors <laughs> why why would i keep that but i think i do i've got numerous old number plates always keep number plates um, mm. got number plates for cars going back decades well that's quite that's a nice thing though that isn't it i quite like that i always like the idea that i'll mount them on the wall one day mm. but I yeah i got around to it but mm. No, that, that that's a nice touch. As as long as you're not mounting to cars and going and committing crimes, you're probably all right. Well, obviously, I wouldn't talk about that on a podcast. No, 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 no. Not meant to broadcast that. No, no, no. If I was doing that, I'm not going to say. Um, but uh, yes, a wide variety variety of plates are available. But uh, yeah, I do have a bit of a collection of stuff in fact some of the old mini parts i was keeping i actually gave to you a little while ago you did indeed yes yes uh, which have become attached i that's excellent i'm, I'm very pleased to hear that i was uh, yeah, finally able to give them to somebody who might actually be able to use them the uh the high vis is still in its bag that's fair yeah that's fair um i only bought that because we were planning at the time a trip to europe and of course um in france you have to carry oh yeah yeah um safety first yes absolutely it's never been worn however <laughs> no it's, it's no much the same we've the amount of times we've been to france and with a car packed full of unopened things that are utterly pointless the amount yeah. of those breathalyzer kits i've got now <laughs> yeah of course Ridiculous. well stupid thing is don't they insist that you have to carry spare bulbs uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i've, I've because of that, I've always got a bulb kit in the car at the moment, which is but it's actually come in handy. I'll give them that. But so many modern cars now use LEDs. That you yes, still have right. to carry a bulb kit. Yes, fortunately, my car's <laughs> old enough to be be useful in that sense. 
my friend, my friend Richard, who also has a, a Tesla, and he's been to France with it several times, and he carries a bulb kit for a completely different car <laughs> because <laughs> there is no bulb kit for a Tesla because it uses LED lights. Oh, they, they, See, they don't think, do they? Bulb kit off eBay. I don't even know what car it's for, but it certainly isn't for the car that he's driving. No, he'd be hard pushed to plug a bulb in anywhere. Uh, yeah, no bulbs anywhere on that. No, it's all screens and LEDs. Dear yes. me. Yes, they haven't um, thought that through. But there's also a strange rule, I believe. If there, if there's a, a, a sort of common fault or a known problem with a particular type of car that the French have listed on their systems, you apparently have to be carrying a spare whatever it is that's likely to go wrong. Oh, dear. I'm sure I've read that somewhere. Yeah, but with some cars, that would mean you'd have to tow a trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a French car, for instance. A fr- indeed. that's Maybe that's where they got the rule from, because all their own cars are like that. I've bought an old Lancia. Oh, God, you might as well <laughs> tow a donor car. I was going to say, might as well put a, There's a van behind you <laughs> <laughs> and a team of mechanics, oh, just dear. in case. Good That's, I've never heard that before. That's ridiculous. Uh, th- th- can believe it, though. Oh, I can. I'm sure it's true. <laughs> I, I have no doubt of that, but it doesn't stop it being ridiculous. Mm. Dear, well, oh dear. Le- no, I'm not, not saying anything. No. No, lovely no. place. Lovely, absolutely. It is. It's a lovely place. That's an so excellent sure. choice of wording there. Not so sure about some of the decisions that get mm. made there. Yes, that's weird. But uh, yeah, I do I do have a bit of a collection. The other thing, of course, that we all build up, and I'm sure you're the same, is Haynes manuals. Yeah, we've got a few now. I've got a few. There isn't one for the present car, but I've got, <laughs> uh, yes, I've got numerous Escort ones and a Mini one and a X-Type one all on the shelf. Because you uh, never know. Oh, you never know. And on, and on top of that, I, uh, what else have I got? I've got the... Uh... I've got Haynes manuals as well as the ones for the cars. Uh, I've got Thunderbirds Haynes manual, uh, <laughs> Millennium Falcon, and, Im- and an Imperial Star Destroyer as well. Oh, the Workshop Teardown manual. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. No, that's it. It's very important to know where the car is on Thunderbird 2. <laughs> Absolutely. And how to repair it. Mm, very useful. <laughs> very good. Excellent. Yes, you you never you never know. You can never be too careful. <laughs> that that knowledge could be critical one day. Yes, it could. Yes, yes. I was trying to think about car parts we've got. Yeah, um, one thing that some. yeah, one thing that's constantly in the way that actually is probably reasonably rare is an a parcel shelf for an MGZR without any speaker holes in it. Ah, now that, yes, that one might be quite sought after in the right circles. Yeah, I really should pop that on eBay. Yeah, you should. Somebody might be able to make really good use of that and cut mm. some holes in it for speakers. <laughs> oh, actually, no, no, you say that. I think there is also one in there with holes in it. So if they've got six by nines, absolutely. Oh, you can set up. them right up. Yeah. yeah. Trying to think what else we've got. There are a few bits and bobs. I've got, the again, the MGs that are got the... Uh, heat shield from the engine bay because it's it snapped and couldn't reattach it. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't know why I've still got it. Uh, you do, though, don't you? You do keep this stuff. I don't. Mm. Know. We tried to get a hold of 
a few relays because it's had it had the odd issue, but now we've got lots of relays, none of which ever fitted that one. <laughs> so that's you never so know. They, they might they weren't even useful when you bought them. <laughs> no, but they might fit something, so we'll keep those. You never know, yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you what I do have. It's not off of a car of I that I own or at any point anyone I know owned actually. It was uh I've got a wheel nut off a 1998 Benetton Formula One car. <laughs> wow. Mm. Okay. Did you sneak into the pits and pinch it when they weren't looking? Uh, no, it, uh, <laughs> it was a family member. Uh, who was it? it was my uncle. There we go. There we go. Okay. He, uh, he has friends who worked there at the time, mm. and they gave him a little tour, and he got a bit of a keepsake. And he, my uncle's an engineer, and while he found the whole sort of thing fascinating, he's he's more of a motorbike guy than a car guy. Okay. And and donated the wheel nut to me. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. That's yeah, a that, thing. Yeah, that's, that's still a, I still have that as a desk ornament. It's it's, it's beautifully crafted. Doesn't weigh anything. <laughs> it's Perfect. really impressive. Mm. Yeah. Nice little drink. Yes, Mm. that's lovely. Yeah. Well, that's different. You see, that's a keepsake, isn't it? That's Mm. something special. That's not just junk. (laughs) No, that's it. Just try and think back to the 98 season going, do I remember any Benettons with their wheel falling off? And and actually, no, no, it's fine. It's not a problem. It wasn't an important one. It wasn't unscrewed when no one was looking. (laughs) Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, Check us out on. all the various social medias and things. Uh, Thank you very much for listening.